Listener discretion is always advised. Don't be the bigger person today. Be the person that helps them understand that sometimes when you fuck around, you find out. This is for masters, this technique. You already know what this is. Today's date is Monday, January 30th. My name is Justice, and I operate the best solo-produced podcast in California. Welcome to the Justice and Peace Podcast. What a hell of a weekend, peoples. What a hell of a motherfucking weekend. My Niners, they lost the game. What a sad, sad situation it is that we sit in, I should say. But, but is that true? Because, I mean, I'm kind of like you and you're kind of like me. And uh, we're both not millionaires if you're listening to this. And those motherfuckers may have lost the game. But, man, let me tell you something. They went back to a nice luxury mansion. They have, uh, they've got ladies to comfort them. And, uh, unfortunately, some of you people are stuck in the ugly that you call your own skin. So it seems like no matter what it is that you do, you always lose and you never win. I mean, right now, um, fuck the Niners, but I'm still a Niners fan and that's for eternity. But um, my name is Justice. This is the Peace Podcast. I swear to God I'm the Sacramento Prince, but you can address me as the California King. My podcast comes on daily. No matter where it is, where you're at, um, you can hit play. Or you could replay me. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I'm ad-libbing. It's, it's Monday. Welcome to the show. A lot's going on. A lot is always going on. We, we know this, right? That has got to be one of the things that I say the most on my podcast is that there's always something going on up under the sun. No matter what day it is. Somebody is doing some dumb shit. And guess what? I got a little bit of time to share a little bit of information with you. I got a little bit of time to go through what it is that, that you don't have the, the, the time to, to even look at or read, digest, ingest, invest, any of that. That's all me. I'm here for all your informational, entertainable. Is that is that a word still? I'm here for all of those needs. I'm here for all of that, but let's get into the damn show. I mean, whoa. I mean, remember I told you a couple of things. I told you about the lady, the young girl, who was found on the side of the road dead, right? I told you about that. I got an update on that. I also told you about the cop who got passed around the motherfucking precinct. I got an update on that. Plus, I got some stories about tripping with your ops that you might want to hear Plus, there's a couple of things that I see that are going on with some of these, I should say, grandfather cartoons, Family Guy in particular, and The Simpsons. We're going to talk about that, hopefully. And since I started off with the sports, I mean, it would be wrong if I didn't bring up the fact that no one has been talking about Brett Favre. No one's been talking about the scandal, and no one will address the fact that he stole welfare money. Like I said, these guys go back to mansions at the end of the game. But me and you, we still sitting in the same. We sitting in the damn same. All right, y'all. BeatStars.com. Let's get this shit going, all right? Now, the first thing that I want to report to you is coming from Hood Affairs TV. Now, a federal judge signed an order Friday indefinitely to indefinitely delay sentencing in a former Mississippi welfare director, John Davis, who pleaded guilty to federal and state charges in September and agreed to testify against others in Mississippi's largest public corruption case. Hines County Circuit Judge Adrian Wooten and his state, he has a lady's name, Adrian Wooten and his state's case gave Davis a 90-year sentence. 
with 58 of those suspended and 32 years to serve. She put him on house arrest until his federal sentencing. Now, if this motherfucker's finna spend the rest of his life, um, that is John Davis. If he's spending the rest of his life in jail, start today. Go ahead and get your ass in jail today, man. There's no reason for you to work nothing out. And most of the time when, when people in the hood uh, uh, get sentenced, they go straight to motherfucking jail. Why isn't this motherfucker sitting under the damn jail right now? Let me go ahead and read the rest of this shit to you. He pled guilty to five counts of conspiracy, 13 counts of fraud against the government. Um, and it says that he, he it said he was tied to welfare money spent on one of Ted DiBiase's son, Brett DiBiase. Now, in case you don't watch wrestling, Ted DiBiase was the million dollar man. He used to literally buy bitches. Look it up if you don't believe me. He's the million dollar man. I think he was, I think maybe Birdman and them kind of got their shit, little shit off of him. But Ted DiBiase was a WWF wrestler. And it looks like his son is involved in his case. And his son is also a pro wrestler. I've never heard of him. This spending that these guys are, are, are guilty of, um, uh, that they pled guilty of, it included $160,000 for drug rehabilitation for Brett DiBiase, Ted DiBiase's son, in Malibu, here, California, and more than $1,000 for first-class airfare to Davis to travel to Malibu to see him. The state is suing Favre in a civil case that seeks to recover misspent welfare money. Davis had direct control over federal welfare money that was channeled to, to pet projects such as a new volleyball arena at the university where Favre's daughter played the sport. Brett Favre, my guy, what the fuck, dude? What do you do with that? What do you guys do with that? I mean, hey, the Niners lost. So let's pick on every single motherfucking one of these grandson, grandson. Happy, mother, happy motherfucking Monday. How how you doing? Papa. Yes, my guy. What's going on? We have established that in so many episodes. I mean, is there anything that you would like this idiot to do? Go As you wish. Anyway, Brett Favre, bruh. You know you wrong. You know you dead ass wrong. And like I said, you know, uh, you know, people get greedy when they get money. Um, I'm pretty sure that that happens all of the damn time. But what can you do? What can you do? I mean, you need money to survive. That's the system. And what's wrong with wanting a lot of money to take care of your family? I mean, it doesn't matter how you take care of your family as long as you take care of your family, right? That's the whole thing. That's why you're listening to me at work. That's why you're either listening to me coming from work or it's your day off and you're listening to me and I just reminded you that you gotta take your ass back to work. Sorry, bruh. But yeah, like I said, we go to work for our families and it doesn't really matter how we take care of them, right? Is, is that ever a question? Listen to this. I take bath with my kids. Whoop. I'm naked with my kids. Whoop. I have sex in front of my kids. I never be ashamed of sex. My son be breastfeeding and I'll be making love to his mom. Bruh, you are on some other shit. That's me, bruh. That is you, bruh. That's how I get down around kids. I bruh, you can, my kids can never go to this guy's house. Oh my God. I try to keep their purity. I don't want to take their purity away by covering myself up. They're going to be ashamed and cover they self up. And I'm pure at heart. So you can think in your mind, if I let another kid here, I'm going to have to change the way I am so that your kid could be comfortable around me. No, I'm going to be naked as fuck in front of your kids. My Bruh, this is why I don't like to let my kids go to other people's houses. Because you could be talking to somebody and they could seem completely fucking normal. And then when you leave, son comes up and grabs my penis. Oh, goodness. 
I let him grab my penis. I had sex with his mom. I'm making love to his mother. After I'm done, I'm laying there chilling. Bruh, this, hey, hey, hey. He grabbed my penis. No. He's playing with my penis. Oh, no, 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 no. This guy right here is wild. And, and I don't mean wild in the technical sense like he's a, you know, he's a little crazy. I, this motherfucker then lost his mind. I hope, and I never say this on my show, I hope that CPS followed up on this post. Because this shit right here, it is, I don't, do, I don't think I have the language yet for this nasty shit right here. I let that happen. You did, you nasty motherfucker. I say, yeah, look, you got, I take bath with my kids. Bruh, this guy, whoa, I didn't know he was going to go all the way in like that. Listen, people, if you love your children, if you you should love your children. That should be a natural thing that happened when you see your kid for the first time. I must protect this child. I must take care of this child. I'm going to feed this child. I'm going to make sure this child don't get cold. This child don't get hot. The last thing that you think about when your child grows up and meets a friend at school and decides to go have a sleepover at their friend's house is some weird motherfucker like this deciding that his house is a whole country of fuckisms. Cause that's a bunch of isms that he's giving off. Like, bruh, my nigga, you must know, you must know that CPS is gonna be knocking at your dough after you put that shit up. That guy is on some wild shit. Anyway, like I said, uh, people like wild things all the time. I mean, there is no right way to segue from that motherfucker talking about letting a kid play with his penis. I just didn't know it was going to go there. I'm going to try my best to take you over to something that is a little more... And see, I can't even say soft because he was just talking about a kid playing with his penis. But I can talk about somebody else. Who likes to play with penises now i reported to you about a tennessee cop who slept with six male colleagues did not do you remember her name is megan hall how you doing megan hall hey hey hand of applause because i know you like to make shit clap well megan hall has been offered ten thousand dollars to perform at a strip club after she was fired from her job. And this, this is coming to you from Hollywood Unlocked. Do you remember the Tennessee female cop who made national headlines earlier this month after being fired for sleeping with at least, at least six of her male colleagues? Well, she might be out of a job, but according to reports, Megan Hall has just landed herself an offer to perform at a strip club for 10 bands, 10 racks 10,000 coins however it is that you digest money she about to get 10 bands if she shows up to this strip club now according to the scoop nashville regional director michael durham of the deja vu showgirls in tennessee heard that hall's not so appropriate behavior he heard about her not-so-appropriate behavior and thinks she'd make a great fit at the Gentleman's Club, having proposed a $5,000 offer for two shows. Five plus five equals ten. <laughs> Durham said that while he understands the moral outrage from people, Hall has ultimately been left out of a job and thinks this could be a great financial move for her. Hey, man, just Megan. Listen to me. There was a guy who went down to the precinct, tried to get a poster that, uh, that he made as a fan. He just wanted to get you to sign it. People will pay to see a cop get fucked. I hate to say it. I don't know why. Maybe it's because people made a song called Fuck the Police. Or maybe it's because some people really just want to fuck the police. Either way. Um, we want her, he, this is what the guy said, we want her at Deja Vu Nashville on March 17th. She's got time. Megan, you have time. We are just about to go into the beginning of February. <laughs> February. We're just about to go into the beginning of February. 
you, you can make these two shows, okay? He wants them for two shows, $5,000 per show. He said the date will mark the club's 34th anniversary. Is that how old you are, Megan? So if Hall accepts the offer, it would certainly be a night to remember. No word on whether she's shown any interest yet, but considering she has since been fired from her job at the La Vergne Police Department, $10,000 for two days doesn't sound bad, right? I bet you she's gonna have to report that money, though. Huh. You know, hey, Megan, hey, get your motherfucking chips, Kyle. I mean, you know, people are gonna be shooting shots at you for the rest of your life. You might as well, you might as well go ahead and buy a bulletproof vest so that the shots don't harm you, right? Right? It only seems right. Anyway, like I said, you know, speaking of weird stories that I that I talked about recently on the show, I have another update for you. Now, I, I, I talked about Madison Brooks, and it was this young lady who actually, you know, kind of similar to Megan Hall, they had a sexual encounter. Except their sexual encounter was in the back of a car, right? And, and, and uh, Madison was drunk as fuck. Hella drunk. She fucked a couple of these guys. She got out of the car. Uh, 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 she got hit, unfortunately, by another car. But they were trying to charge these guys. Because Madison, you know, is a little freaky freak. Now, this is coming to you from the New York Post. The men charged after the death of LSA, LSU sorority student Madison Brooks took video that proves she was neither raped nor dumped on the side of the road, an attorney representing two of the defendants has claimed. Now, if they took video, does that mean that Madison, rest in peace Brooks, has a sex tape out? Gosh, you know, you gotta be careful. I mean, at least these guys, if they did record it, can show that they didn't rape her. Because it's two black guys and one Hispanic looking dude. And uh, she is a blonde hair, blue eyed, uh, young white woman. So thank God. I mean, you, you shouldn't do anything. Don't do shit with people when they're intoxicated, when they're in inebriated. Because they can call that shit rape. They can call that shit all kinds of things. Thank God. That, that, that somebody did the most immature thing ever and that's record them having sex with Madison. Yes, Madison, rest in peace. I'm sorry that you died and, and shit, but sometimes people gotta die. I'm sorry, even me, one day I'm gonna die. But yes, let's bring it back closer to home since we're talking about things in the news and shit like that and accusations. This story is coming to you from the 916 Times. Here, right here, Sacramento, my city. Yes. Now, an enforcement stop on a vehicle leaving the area of Arden Fair Mall with multiple vehicle code violations during, during the investigation of this stop, officers observed evidence of criminal activity and conducted a search. During the search of the vehicle, Officers located a privately manufactured, parentheses, ghost. Now, they're calling these guns that's got the serial uh, uh, numbers scratched off or that have been modified through these 3D printers. They're calling those ghost guns. So during the search of the vehicle, officers located a, located, located a loaded, privately manufactured, like I said, ghost gun, approximately five, five Listen to me, 5,725 narcotic pills, approximately 2.7 pounds of cocaine, and over one pound of psilocybin mushrooms. My nigga, approximately 14 pounds of marijuana and evidence of possession for sale. What the fuck was this plug thinking about? riding around right now. This motherfucker riding around with the psilocybin shrooms. A pound of it. I need some shrooms. 14 pounds of weed. 5,725 narcotic pills. Is that, is that, uh, perks? 
Was he riding around with perks? X? Well, I, I, I need more. If I get some more on this story, best believe I will follow up on it. Not only for you, but just for me. Just, just for my own personal interest. You know, fucking around with the drugs, they can fuck you up. They can fuck you up real, 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 real bad. And, and once you get the drugs in your system, you get to feeling invincible. And when you feel invincible, you start doing stupid shit because your life hasn't, it, it, it has lost its value. Now, I'm about to report a very sad story. And this right here is a terrible story. Before you get in your cars, if you've been drinking, use Lyft, use Uber, call a friend, but do not get behind the wheel. Angry, do not drive your car, high or drunk or anything. And I'm not sure if this is what happened, I just kind of think that this is what happened, all right? Jessica, police say that car hit this barrier wall in front of the Highland Diner, taking out parts of it before hitting a utility pole. Now, what she's talking about is a car accident, and this car accident had a pregnant woman ejected from the car as her drunk boyfriend crashed at 100 miles per hour and the car split into three this guy is charged with manslaughter which is bullshit continue unfortunately the passenger that passed away was pregnant remnants of what was once a white dodge sedan lay crumpled along highland boulevard it's pretty crazy Around 4.30 Saturday morning, police say 30-year-old Adem Nikizik lost control, hit this wall, spun out, then hit a pole. His rear wheels kicked out because he tried to switch lanes. The car split in half, shredded, its seats visible from afar. It's sad. During impact, the 23-year-old passenger was ejected from the vehicle. God damn, bruh. She was pronounced dead at the scene. It's so sad. She was pregnant. The baby died also. That's another life. That's no words. Witnesses say police processed the scene on Highland Boulevard near Ross Avenue for upwards of eight hours. People who use this strip of roadway regularly say speeding is a normal occurrence. A lot of people race up and down here, especially mid late night. With the cameras, people are slowing down, but not, not... Yeah, not enough. Police say the driver suffered minor injuries and was treated at Staten Island University. Wait a second. So this guy who was driving and was drunk killed his pregnant girlfriend and his child, right? Split the car into three different pieces. And he suffered minor injuries. Did I hear that right? In North, he's now in police custody, facing criminally negligent homicide and DUI, amongst other charges. Jessica, police say that car hit this barrier wow. wall in front. I mean, what the fuck? Rest in peace, man. So many, so many people are fucking affected. They are immediately affected when a situation like this occurs in our immediate vicinity. And when I say immediate vicinity, I'm talking about everybody that's encased in that bubble that you have created with your friends and your family and all of that other shit. That whole bubble has now been changed. The whole dynamics of the inside of that microcosm has now shifted into funeral and mourning and hurt and healing and so many different things. I know it doesn't make sense why I'm telling you this, but someone needs to hear this. Do not drink and drive. I don't give a fuck if you drink. Just don't drive when you do it. Don't drive when you do it. It is costly on both sides. It's costly if the police catch you and it's costly if you catch a motherfucking case. I mean, rest in peace. Rest in peace to that young lady and definitely um, my condolences and, and it, it, my, my love goes out to their family. Shit. I mean, goodness, what, 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 what do you want to hear after that? I mean, I've given you what it is that you need, information. But, but one thing that's very obvious to me is that people don't give a fuck about other people until it's their people and when it's their people there is nothing that will stop us to try to help the people it is that we love
kind of like this next story. I'd rather risk my life falling than let her sit in there and die. Sometime after 9.30 p.m., Jermaine received a call from his sister saying his 65-year-old immobile mother couldn't make it out of her apartment. On now, this right here is a, the story of a black Philadelphia man who goes viral after scaling a 19-story burning apartment to save his moms. Now, if you want to talk about loving your mama, respecting your mammy, this guy right here, he got the juice. No lie, he got the motherfucking juice. On the 15th floor, Jermaine rushed to the scene, but police had blocked off the front door. They said they was like, the elevator's not working. I'm like, no problem, I'll take the steps. I just want to go make sure my mother, my mother is sick. She bedridden, so I need to get up there. But police wouldn't let Jermaine in. So despite having fractured his hip earlier that day. Stop right there. What you don't see and what I didn't know and I do see is Brubra is on crutches. Are you telling me that this man scaled a 19-story building with fucked up ankles? Jermaine let adrenaline take over, climbing the building's fenced-in balconies, wire cutters in My nigga, there is video of this guy scaling the side of the building. I have got to share this. I have not seen this story. I just saved it so I could go through the live reactions here. This guy right here is the new hero of 2023. They need to put him on shirts or some shit like that. Hand. I was going to cut a hole in the fence to next door and then, you know, to let her go through. The fire was contained by the time he reached his mother's floor. She reassured him from the balcony that she was okay and back down he went. She don't be surprised at things I do to her. She know I go over and be out for her. Officers were waiting for him below, but under the circumstances, opted not to arrest him. I risk my life. Wait a second, wait, I was just about to give this guy applause. Hey, police officers, now if that was one of your brothers in blue, I'm not even sure if officers listen to my program, but if that was one of your brothers in blue, you wouldn't even consider trying to arrest that guy for going to check on his motherfucking mom. Shame on them motherfuckers. It's the, the, the overexertion of power in certain situations, it pisses me the fuck off. What do you mean you decided not to arrest him because we was gonna let his mom burn up up in there? What the fuck do you mean? What are you talking, they decided not to arrest him. They could suck a big dick, a big dick. I hope it knocks they tonsils down they motherfucking throat. Can I get a round of applause for this guy? That's how you love the people that's in your life. Don't let nothing stop you from loving the people in your life the way that they need to be loved. And, and, and talking about loving people in your life, I don't know about you guys, but I grew up listening to Michael Jackson. Yes, I did. I still listen to Michael Jackson. I don't give a fuck. I listen to R. Kelly too. You can kiss my whole yellow motherfucking ass. But I follow this guy and he does morbid facts and Right now, we're going to check in with him about some morbid facts that he knows about the late, great GOAT. Michael Jackson, take it away. Morbid facts about Michael Jackson, part three. As part of a project called As If Nothing Happened, an AI drew Michael Jackson as if he were still alive and had never received plastic surgery. Shortly after Jackson was charged with child molestation in 2003, his pet chimpanzee Bubbles reportedly attempted to take his own life. Michael suffered from severe insomnia and didn't receive any real sleep in the 60 days leading up to his death. Instead, his doctor had been putting him under general anesthesia every night, which would end up killing him at the age of 50. The details revealed in Michael Jackson's autopsy report were nothing short of disturbing. He was almost completely bald and had a number of cosmetic tattoos including permanent eyeliner and lip liner. He had puncture wounds all over his body and had nothing but pills in his stomach at the time of death. More. Wow, my goodness gracious. I mean, sometimes, most of the time when I hear a lot of these uh, these morbid facts about Mike, there's three of them. I, they're on three of the, that's three. So the other two are on the other two episodes. Go listen to those two episodes if you want to hear the other two. But when I hear morbid facts about Mike, it makes me really question what the fuck was it like to be a celebrity in the, in the, 
the early 80s, late 90s, and we know what being a celebrity uh, pertains to now uh, in the 2000 era. You know, everybody has accessibility to what it is that you do, and you can just reach out and touch any one of your fans, literally, if you wanted to in the days. But Mike grew up in a time that was so unfamiliar to us that I believe that our simple human brains, we can't understand the height of stardom on which Michael Jackson stood. So yeah, Mike, man, you know, I can't say it enough, bro. Fuck. Anyway, on to other things. I didn't do my second sermon yesterday, so I thought I might sprinkle a little bit of a, a little bit of God in your life, you know. Yesterday I talked about man's best friend, the dog that I wanted, and I forgot to, to hit you guys with a little spiritual healing. So here's a couple of clips just, just from the church for you. Can we please stop the music? Thank you very much. And go ahead, sir. If Jesus can't save these hoes, why are you trying? What make you think you greater than Jesus, nigga? I do not know where that came from or what he was talking about, but uh, <laughs> all right. Next. My mama mad at me. Tell me I disrespect the preacher. We was in the back of the church talking. And I said, Pastor, that was a damn good service you preached today. And he said, son, don't disrespect the Lord house by cussing. I'm saying, I know. I'm just saying that was a damn good service you preached today. He said, I'm going to tell you again. Don't disrespect the Lord house by cussing. I said, the service was so good, I put $1,500 in the collection plate. He said, you bullshitting. In case you don't recognize that that voice, that's Ezekiel from Friday. He's not only an actor, he's a stand-up. But yes, yes, you know, it's funny how there's always, you know, uh, people can break the rules if they know that they create the rules. And this one too right here. So is it true that you saw how? Oh, yes. Uh, oh, right. Now, let me go ahead and lean into this one. Now, this is quite the testimonial right here. A pastor who temporarily died reveals that he went to hell and demons were singing Rihanna's song, Umbrella. <laughs> he went to hell and the demons were singing Rihanna's song, Umbrella, as torture. Now, this is coming to you from spiritual world. A Michigan pastor says he temporarily went to hell, and now he's sharing details from his journey to the underworld that may offend some music lovers. Gerald Johnson, that's right, Gerald Johnson, says he died in 2016. This motherfucker died, what, eight years ago? Four, I don't know, seven years ago. Damn, motherfucker. Suffering a heart attack, and what he saw and more specifically heard, was horrifying. Johnson says he saw terrible, gruesome sights of torture, pain, and something, notification. He saw uh, uh, gruesome sights of torture, pain, and heard music that was designed to cause maximum trauma. Here's what he says he heard during his death experience. Absolutely. I saw the real hell. I was there. And I wouldn't wish that upon my worst enemy. I don't care what a person has done to me. I would never wish that on them. Um, but for me, the way it went is that I thought that I was having a heart attack. And uh, I physically, my, my spirit left my physical body. And I thought that I was going upward. Because I, I thought I had done so much good in this lifetime and helped so many people and made so many decisions that were godly decisions. But um, as opposed to me going up, I went down. And I went literally into literally into the center of the earth. Okay, this guy. Was he a pastor when he had the heart attack? I I wish somebody would ask some questions. And that that's where hell is. Jesus even said that in the scriptures. He says, uh, just as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of a well, so shall the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the belly of the earth, uh, which is what where hell is. Um, the things that I saw were literally undescribable and just brings me makes me emotional every time i talk about it well then cry motherfucker but uh 
it was uh, one of the one of the things that I saw that just blew me away was there's a man on on all fours like a dog. He was burned from the crown of his head to the soles of his feet, and his eyes were bulging out. Oh, was worse. what the fuck? There's a man like a dog. And that is that he had a chain around his neck, so he was like a dog in hell. And what was even worse than that is that who was holding the chain? It, it was a demon holding the chain. And I knew because their things are not, they're not said, they're known. You just, it's like a telepathic communication. Um, I knew that this demon was sent in this man's life to ride him from his childhood until the time that he died because the demon knew that if I could stay in his life long enough on the earth, if I can keep getting him to not serve God and to make bad decisions on the earth, then I'll have power over him in hell and he'll be a slave to me. So it's like twice a slave is like you're, a slave on the earth to the things of the devil, and then in hell you're you're really like a tormented dog slave. Uh, so and then there was what is a dog slave? Another part that I experienced that just blew me away. I just I'm it still baffles me to this day. There was a section in hell where music was playing. What? There is a club. Hey, so you murderers, so you you, you motherfuckers, listen to this. This is the best part. And it was the same music that we hear on the earth, but as opposed to uh, entertainers singing it, uh, the music demons were singing it. And it was some of the same lyrics that we hear here. Um, and then again, things, like I said, they're, they're not, things are not telepathically, they're te things are telepathically known there. I knew that on earth, a lot of the lyrics and the music and the songs are inspired by demons. So it's Wait a second now. So are you telling me that my favorite rappers are all inspired by demons? Are you telling me that my favorite singers are all inspired by demons? Sometimes when people smoke to get high and, and to, to get lyrics and to get verses and, and rappers and all those things. So in a lot of music, people actually smoke to get high, to get verses and to get bars and to be hot and to be fresh. And I feel very, very conflicted. I'm smoking a blunt right now. Uh, to get that, that swag, but when they open themselves up uh, to a false high, it's like illegal access into the spirit realm. They actually come in contact with demons who give them lyrics for the purpose of controlling people on the earth. So uh, there, see here, music is for like to get over a breakup. Don't worry, be happy. I busted windows out your car or uh, uh, under my umbrella or whatever. Uh, there, every lyric, to every song is to torment you as to the fact that you didn't worship God through music when you were on the earth. So it's like, you know, you had a chance to worship him in church and worship him at home and worship him through music, but you chose to uh, worship Satan by repeating the lyrics that he inspired to come into the earth. Okay, I got a question though. Since all lyrics and all songs are like some sort of demonic, you know, musical soundtrack, let's just keep it right there. If every single every single word, lyric, and every single song is created by the demons, what about the hymns? What about the songs of church? This is a bad thing when you let people talk without questioning them. No one has asked this man a question yet. So uh, there's people there for that because music is very controlling. And... Um... Uh, I was so I was angry with with God because it's like how how did I do this much good and and I'm actually um I'm actually in hell. Well, I don't know about this this testimonial right here. How do you get angry with God? How does that work? I do not know. Well, um, I lifted up out of hell and I came back on the earth and God began to speak to me. I actually saw the real Jesus. I Okay, if you saw the real Jesus and God started to speak to you, were you still angry at that moment or were you happy that you ascended back to, to, to earth? Did you go to heaven first and then back to earth? I saw him and he began to speak to me and he said that, he said, you have been secretly upset with the people that hurt you. Um, you have been hoping that I would punish the people that hurt you. He said, these are not your people, these are my people. He says, I only want you to focus on the assignment that I'm giving you because I want to do something through you that the world hasn't seen. Uh, and so the root of it is that although I did good, I gave a lot to people. I, I, I did a whole lot of good things. 
the thing that I had in my heart was unforgiveness towards people who had did me wrong. Because a person that can't forgive is a person that's forgotten how much they have been forgiven of. Now, I agree with that. A person who, who can't forgive has forgotten how much they've been forgiven. I, I agree with that. But now, now, see, this is what happens when you just let people run on talk. There's no questioning at all whatsoever in this thing right here, and he's not done. But first he said that all of the, the communication was telepathically done while he was in hell. So does that mean when you go to hell, they don't talk, but when you go to heaven, they do talk? Because when he said he was talking to God, God was talking to him. He didn't say it was telepathically thing and he didn't he didn't say it was a telepathic communication and he didn't point out that uh 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 God, you know, uh wasn't speaking words. So I'm not sure if maybe he forgot that part of the just go ahead. So uh that's my experience with hell. Hell is a real place and I don't believe that God doesn't send people to hell. People send themselves to hell. And whatever's still left inside of you that God has been trying to get out of you that you you die with, that's going to determine where you go. God's going to want to know, did you learn to love well? Did you learn to forgive well? Did you serve me well? Did you do something greater than your life? Did you do anything that has eternal significance or is everything selfish? So I thank God for the light. It was Jesus because because of that light, I won't see any more days in hell. That's great. Hey, man, I, I can't I can't deny what someone else believes in. And that story, it's it's compelling to me. I mean, the, the, the man dog slave thing. Fuck. Whoever that guy is, he must have did some treacherous shit when he was walking around on Earth. I mean, goodness gracious. I mean, I can't deny it. Not, not at all. You can't deny. You can't. Can you necessarily poke holes in every single story that it is that somebody tells you? Do you even have time to even think about all of the information that they're trying to lie about to try to poke? I don't know. I don't know. I do know this. The guy who was just speaking, he looked like he cared about his life. He didn't look like he was out here doing some sort of publicity stunt to get viewers or followers or anything else like that. Plus, his heart attack happened in 2016, 2017, if I can remember accurately. So he could have been trying to make some money. He could have been trying to make some money, and I don't know about it. I just really don't know. All I know is this, is I respect your story, and please don't send me to motherfucking hell. Shit. Goodness gracious. You know, sometimes people equate what goes on on this earth to hellish conditions. And yes, there are certain circumstances to where I guess you could maybe kind of say that it's a hellish a hellish situation, especially on how it is that the police treat black people sometimes, on how we treat each other. Overall, you could say it's a hellish situation how people step over bums but feed dogs. I, I don't know how to explain it. I, I really don't. Another thing I don't know how to explain is this kind of, uh, you know what? I'm going to just let this guy talk right here, okay? Well, this is just lovely. I had a neighbor confront me for using the woman's restroom. I lived here for four and a half years. Everyone should know that I'm a trans woman. All right, buddy, let's get it. Okay, a TikTok, a TikToker who identifies as transgender as a transgender woman gets confronted by neighbor for using the woman's restroom. Everyone knows I'm trans and use she slash her pronouns. The problem with this for me personally is that most of the women that I know don't have motherfucking beards. I got it in before you could interrupt me. I knew you was coming. I knew for a fact that as soon as I said something, you was going to tell me not to say it. I know for a fact that all of the women that I've ever dated have never had a beard. And they were 100% organically grown women. This guy has a fucking beard and he identifies as a woman. The only bearded ladies that I know are the bearded ladies in the fucking circus. I'm sorry. Continue. 
I've always been known as Kaylee. I've always used she, her pronouns. I've been having some stomach issues because of Trulicity, and I'd use the bathroom real quick, and they're single-use bathrooms. What is Trulicity? Does anybody know what Trulicity is? Is it an alcohol? Is it a gas problem, a gastrointestinal problem? What the fuck is going on? And it's the only place that I feel safe using the woman's bathroom. Well, I got done and got out, and this neighbor was talking to another neighbor and started pointing out the sign. I knew exactly what she was talking about because there's a big old woman sign. And I'm like, is there a problem? She's like, yeah, you're using the woman's restroom. You're a man. And I said, I'm a trans woman. She's like, no, you're a man. And she kept saying that over and over. And then I, and she kept saying, you're not a she, you're a he. You shouldn't be using it. You, should, you were born a man. And just over and over. And honestly, I just lost it. It just lost it and just started screaming and swearing. I, I just couldn't handle it. I just, my, this is my home. This is my safe place. I should be able to use the restroom. The, the apartment manager knows I'm trans. Everyone knows. Well, this is just like. Okay, so are they at the, the apartment was, complex? My name is Kaylee. And then my group of friends, I thought my friends were all starting to yell at me saying I escalated and because she had two kids. I, I didn't even see the kids. They were there and I just lost it. Fight, flight, or freeze. And I Fight, flight, or freeze. Now, this is something to me that I don't necessarily always hear women say is fight. Now, most of the women that I have been in any kind of sexual entanglement with or have actually been friends with, and I mean friends without the sexual Jada Pinkett term entanglement, they usually don't try to fight other guys. <laughs> they just don't because there are girls and they know that guys probably might kick their ass. But this is a big her, him, trans guy. I don't know exactly what to call this guy because he has a beard, okay? And you're not you're not identifying as a woman if you're not dressed like a woman, like a woman. Woman women wear certain clothes that guys don't wear. Well, I take that back. At least when I was growing up. This motherfucker's my age. You know I know that you know that I know that you know that I know you playing a motherfucking game, bro, bro. You don't know what it's like to be a trans person, and then, and then my one friend started yelling at me, and neither none of them stood up for them. They blamed me that I was the one that was at fault. Okay, and this is another thing. If and I'm not saying this is a must-have, but it definitely is more believable if you identify as a woman and somebody else is with you. I mean, we're we're guys. Some guys take advantage of every single situation. And all guys know that. Every single guy knows a bad man. Every single guy. And that is no lie about it. You can shake your head and say, I don't know, no bad people. You a motherfucking lie. You probably the bad one that they know. But everybody knows a bad guy that's willing to, to do whatever the fuck it is that he wants to do to get whatever the fuck it is that he wants in the moment. We all know those guys. <coughs> Now, if those guys <clears throat> were to lie and say that they identify as woman and, 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 and that whole community accepts them in and then they go ape shit crazy, guess who the fuck is going to get the blame? Us regular guys. But no one's listening to that uh, rhetoric at all. You know, hey. When, when none, none of them stood up to me when, when, when this person kept calling me he, she, he, man, like triggering and awful like i deal with enough on here like my apartment should be a safe place there's nothing safe for a trans he wasn't in his home bathroom though you were in a community bathroom unless the bathroom at your home has a woman unless you have two bathrooms and one bathroom has a woman sign on it and the other one has a man sign on it you were in a community restroom and as a parent I have to definitely side with the other residents of the apartment complex because what if they saw you when you were living like a man, right? And then like they see all of these trans movement actions and stuff going on and they're supportive of the community. They support everything that the community is trying to do, but then you try to blend in with the community that you're not even a part of. Maybe that's what's going on. This is all hyperbole and I'm just talking, but, but it has to be 
It has to be a, a, a centerpiece of conversation that some guys have already infiltrated that movement over there and fucked it up for us regular guys. And, and, and this guy could be one of those guys. It has to be, and truthfully, I would rather not talk about this. But when I saw the beard, I didn't think that he necessarily identified as a woman because most women don't have beards. A woman is smooth. A woman is soft. A woman is loving. I don't know if he's loving. I don't really fucking care. But, bruh, you don't, you, I don't think woman when I look at you. Of course, people are going to try to take any kind of personal attacks on me that they can. I'm not attacking this man character or integrity. I'm not even attacking his looks. But if we were anywhere else in the world and he didn't say anything at all, I wouldn't think that he identified as a woman. That's all that the fuck that I'm gonna say. I'm gonna leave it alone for I hurt somebody's motherfucking feelings, you know. I mean, what 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 the fuck can you do? The last thing that I want to talk about on my podcast today is something called love. Yes, love. You know that beautiful thing that happens when you get into a relationship and you you think that you're gonna spend the rest of the of your life with this person well i've got three things to share with you i watch hbo i love hbo i am not paid by hbo i am not endorsing hbo watch what the fuck it is that you want to watch i actually this is the perfect segue from the last story because you're not going to understand nor believe until you actually listen to what it is that i'm going to tell you we all know that love has no boundaries. We all know that love is something that is an undescribable feeling that comes from inside and usually is expressed on our outsides by the way it is that we treat that said individual whom we love. I, Like I said, I watch HBO a lot and I have seen a lot of love stories over my 42 years of walking on this marble, the Titanic story, the Romeo and Juliet story, all great stories for youth, just beautiful for kids. When you get older, you're kind of like, man, you know, this and that and that and this. I got some new shit for you guys. Check this out. Now, I've seen HBO do a lot of TV shows from Oz to The Wire to True Blood, break, not Breaking Bad, but uh, I've seen a lot of their shit. They, right now, are running this show called The Last of Us. And that's going to be what I end on. But remember, The Last of Us. <laughs> Man, that's going to be a deep one how I segue into this. Okay. They also had a show called Westworld. And in Westworld, there's one episode in particular that I would suggest anyone that is listening to this podcast to go watch. It's an episode called Akechita. All right, Akechita. I don't know how to spell it, okay? I should have got out the damn, I should have pulled, I can pull it up right now, but I won't. I want you to do that when you pull out your phones right now. Pull out your phones right now. Hit the like. Hit the subscribe. Give me five stars. Share this shit. Get the podcast out. Help your motherfucking guy out. All right? Anyway, the show, Westworld, the episode, Akechita. It is one of the best visual love stories that I've ever seen captured on this film, masters, ever. This Here we go again. We're going to start the show back up. This thing just repeated itself uh, randomly. Like I said, Akechita, right? Westworld is the show. The episode is Akechita. It is one of the most visually charged love stories I've ever seen. Nothing is fucking with that. Well... I'd have to take a step back and say that last night, The Last of Us, this new TV show that that HBO Max has has uh, 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 started off. It's about a video game. If you play video games, you might know about The Last of Us video game. In the video game, there is so many different things that happen, and they translate so well to the TV show that's going on right now. Now, I didn't necessarily beat 
The Last of Us. I played it for a little bit. I traded it in for some other game, but I know about the game. The TV show, on the other hand, tells this motherfucking love story in between these two guys. Yeah, it's a love story. Now, I am not transphobic. I don't give a fuck what you do when you do the do behind your damn doors. I don't care nothing about that. Now, I did not know that this episode was going to go where it went. And as it progressed, I kind of saw it coming, but then I was kind of like, well, what the fuck happens next? So I watched the whole episode. And afterwards, I had very mixed feelings about, you know, another one. Uh, it's, it's in everything. It's in every fucking thing. But then I have to remember about pink money and about the $3.7 trillion that it is that everybody is fishing for. And I understood exactly what they did. I completely understood why they did what they did. So I watched it again. And after watching it again, I definitely understand that you know, love, it crosses all boundaries. It crosses all barriers. It crosses skin tones. It can even probably cross sexuality. I understand that. My thing is the projection on every single show. That was the hindrance that was holding me back. But it's a fucking love story. And I loved it. I mean, it wasn't no really, really sexual, sexual shit going on in there. It was sexual, but it wasn't no sexual, sexual, you know, sexual shit going on in there. It was beautiful how they ended it all together. I would suggest you go watch that episode to The Last of Us. Uh, I believe it's episode three right now. We're on episode three with with uh, Bill and his his uh, partner. Is that the right? His partner. Yeah. Beautiful episode. Beautiful episode. No matter what anybody says, you can go ahead and, and, and suck a dog's dick. How about that? I tell you that because I have one more love story that did not happen in the cinema area. It did not happen in, in any kind of filming area except for the film that was taken off of a body cam. This next story is about a 76-year-old woman who was arrested for fatally shooting her terminally ill husband at the hospital. Let's go. Now, this is coming from No Jumper. A 77-year-old terminally ill man made a pact with his wife about three weeks ago. The authorities said if his failing health did not improve, he wanted his 76-year-old wife to kill him. Wow. I mean, what do we do? What do you do if that situation protects, I mean, presents itself? Do you protect the interest of your relationship because you know that in this day and time they still consider that murder they would rather let you dwindle away on life support so they could run it up instead of actually letting you go out of your misery now his health continued to decline miss gillen brought okay Okay, this is kind of weirdly written, so deal, just kind of bear with me. His health continued to decline. Miss Gillen brought a gun inside the hospital to Daytona Beach, Florida, went to his room, and fatally shot him in the head. She planned to fatally shoot herself too, but in the end, she couldn't go through with it, said Chief Jakari E. Young of the Daytona Police, the Daytona Beach Police Department. All right, here we go. Drop the gun! Drop the gun right now! Now she, she must have just killed him. Drop the gun! Just drop it! Just put it on the ground and slide it away from you! Drop the gun! Yeah, she must have just shot him. They hit her with a taser and it didn't work, right? So she's just inside of the room with the body. Watch out, watch out, watch out, watch out. We got time. Back up, back up. We got time. Drop the gun! Drop the so gun she, right After that, she shot into the air. Uh, she shot into the ceiling of her husband's room inside Advent Health Hospital before dropping the handgun, according to a police report. 
Okay, she was taken into custody after a four-hour four hour standoff. After a four-hour standoff, she was taken into custody. Okay, it says the police said that Gillen told officers that her 77-year-old husband, Jerry Gillen, had been ill for some time and they had planned the shooting together. Man, hold on, you gotta build dialogue. Man, tell me what's going on. Tell me what's going on. I don't... Okay, and it says Ellen Gillen now faces charges of premeditated first-degree murder and two counts of aggressive assault with a deadly weapon with the intent to kill. I don't want to hurt you. We don't want to hurt you. Tell me what's going on. Just talk to me. Talk to me. What's going on? Why can't you drop the gun? Why can't you? She remained in jail on no bond on Monday, and her court-appointed public defender didn't respond to an email inquiry. Drop the gun. Okay, they're bringing her out now. She looks like she's in a wheelchair. Yeah, I haven't seen this video yet. Wow, I, this I, when I read when I read the, the 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 title of the story, I said, you know, she loved him. Period. There's if, no if ands and buts about it. What if your wife was terminally ill and just, I mean, could I could never, I would never wish that upon no enemy of mine. Um, if your spouse is terminally ill and you've watched. You're watching someone who was once vibrant and happy and and and, and now they're dwindling away uh, uh, from you in front of you. Is that wrong? I mean, I, I genuinely have a question to to that right there. Is that wrong? I don't think that it's wrong to assist in the death, right? Because if you believe in God, you don't want to kill yourself because it's suicide. I just don't know if it's right or it's wrong, but there's one thing that is unquestionable about this story and the other two that I mentioned right before it, the Akechita and the Last of Us. This is love. You do not want to see your spouse hurting under no circumstances. And it kind of seems like right now, that's becoming a lost, a lost thing to where it is. We don't communicate. We don't talk with our spouses. We're too quick to get mad. We have ways to, 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 to escape into these phones and into these apps when in all actuality, you need your spouse more than you'll ever know. Because if you plan to grow old with that person, you're either going to want them to take care of you. And by take care of you, I mean, make sure that you're healthy and stuff like that, or in case you're not healthy, take care of you and kill you. Sorry, man. I mean, hey, somebody got to tell the truth around this piece. And of course, my name is Justice, so I guess it's got to be me. <laughs> now, I'm going to get out of here with a, a, a quick little something that happened uh on the field. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No, I can't leave just yet. I told y'all they was fucking with Family Guy. And I don't want to leave you guys uh, uh, in a dangle. In case you haven't listened to my other episodes, there's an episode called Dangle. Listen to that episode. It's a long time ago. It's a terrible episode. But the messaging in it is beautiful. Let's go ahead and end the show with the one the only, the controversial, the, the, Peter Griffin, could you please, could you please come up here to the Justice and Peace podcast and uh, end the show for me, please. Now, where are you going? Last day on earth, last chance to do this. I'm going into the inner city and I'm going to yell the N-word. Wait a second, Peter. Hey, hold on. Let's try that again, buddy. I'm going to let you recalibrate that shit. Think about this shit, Peter. Go ahead and think about what it is that you just said, and then think about what it is that you're about to say, Peter. Now, where are you going? Last day on Earth, last chance to do this. I'm going into the inner city, and I'm going to yell the N-word. <sighs> they respected me. Now, where are you... God damn, Seth MacFarlane. You're a genius. Anyway, yes. <laughs> He's a genius. 
Anyway, that has been the show. I do appreciate you sticking around if you could make it through the whole show. I need you right now to pull your phones out if you didn't do it before. Pull your phones out. I need about 30 seconds of your time. Go ahead and hit that like button. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. Go ahead and share the podcast. Let's get it out there organically before I have to start spending money on the podcast. Um, Do whatever it is that you need to do to get through. As long as you don't hurt anybody in the process, you good with me, man. Also, each one of these podcasts are recorded in one sitting. No editing, no cutting, no no pasting, none of that bullshit. This is a real motherfucking podcast that comes on daily. And I will not get off here without reminding you that this podcast is dedicated to the life, the love, the memory, the legacy of my mother, Paige. I love you, baby. I miss you. I'm still searching for you every single day until my last breath is left or until I meet death. I can't thank you enough for listening to the Justice and the Peace podcast. I love you all. Please have a great Monday and, uh, you know, try to stay peaceful, you know. uh, Papa. Grandson. My guy, I mean, what's going on? I just finished. But yes, this is another Justice and the Peace podcast. Thank you for listening. Peace. Don't <laughs> <laughs>